everyone. I'm Kirsten Moorfield. Welcome to People Are Complicated, a podcast produced by Cloverleaf, where we dive into all the ways that people are complicated at work and how you can turn those moments of tension into deep relationships and work that makes you proud. Joanna is back in the house. Thanks for having me back today. Oh my gosh, so fun. Of course, very happy to. We are talking about an extremely important topic today that is important because it's not the norm for people to get to experience a culture of trust. We are talking about trust. And not the trust falls, building trust. No. Goofiness that happens so often. Yeah, in not that companies. kind. Yeah, not that <laughs> kind. Teams. Yeah. And and not, you know, like there are fun things that teams do to build trust, like maybe not trust falls. That's pretty cheesy. But like, you know, breakout rooms and like yeah. things that you do, like fun things to try to build trust. But trust is really, really tricky to really build. And it is undermined pretty much on a daily basis whenever there's conflict, right? Yes. And when there is a basis of trust, it transforms that conflict into productivity and to, to healthy tension, right? So that's mm-hmm. why it's so important. Why, why else is, health, or is trust so important? Well, I'm thinking even personal experience, right? Getting feedback or asking for feedback from someone when you don't have a basis of trust oh, is really, really vulnerable and very difficult. And it's mm. hard to not take it as just negativity and actually to take it as building and um, with a spirit of wanting people to be successful, either giving Mm -hmm. that feedback or accepting that feedback Mm -hmm. is extremely hard if there's not a foundation of trust. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. It's hard to give feedback Mm -hmm. if you don't feel a foundation. Even if you're the one in authority, it's very uncomfortable to give feedback if you think that person doesn't trust you. Oh, that's so true. Or if you don't trust that person, <laughs> then you got some big issues as a manager. Well, there's a lot of vulnerability, too. And as leaders, of course, you have to learn how to ask for feedback sometimes because our team, people we report to us or even our direct, uh, the people that we report to aren't necessarily wanting to give us that unless we yeah. specifically ask for it. Mm-hmm. But there's a huge amount of vulnerability in that moment to ask for feedback and to be able to accept it, knowing that it's to help help with growth and mm-hmm. you never want to stop growing. Yeah. So true. So true. Have you, Joanna, had an experience in your career that is a really good indicator of where there was or was not trust in a relationship or or in like a team culture? Yes. So I, I've talked about a CEO I've reported to before where we were not on the same page. We did not have trust with one another. We had not built a foundation of trust. Our interactions were very much taskless, mostly one way of, you know, do this, this, and this, do it in the order, right? There wasn't any sort of trust foundation of, hey, you hired me to do a job and... So now let me come back to you with what I think is the best way for us to accomplish this. And so that was extremely hard. Whereas now I have a a very healthy relationship with my CEO um, Mm -hmm. and we have a foundation of trust and he hired me to do a role and I'm doing that role and yeah, I'll get feedback from him on, hey, maybe we should think differently about this, which is helpful. And Mm -hmm. I'm able to accept that feedback and know that it comes from a place of wanting me to continue to grow and to lead my team better than I've been doing. So you you knew you didn't have it, you didn't have trust when you didn't have autonomy. Yes. 
what's hard to accept in that moment too is it it wasn't because of anything I did or didn't do. Yep. It was just how this individual operated. Mm. And I operate very differently. When I hire people, I look for certain skill sets. Yes, I I trust them to Mm -hmm. come in and do their role. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hire someone I don't trust Mm -hmm. to come in and do the job from day one. Mm -hmm. That's also really exhausting as a leader if you don't trust your people. If you have to be the one coming up with their task list, that means you have to be thinking through their job every day, Mm -hmm. right? That is exhausting. And I don't want to approve everything that they launch. No. And I don't think I'm the best equipped to do it either, right? I've hired now, we've scaled up a marketing team, which I'm really excited about. I've hired very smart people who are functional area experts. They know that functional area more deeply than I do. So I'm happy to help them build ideas or if they want for me to give feedback, I'm happy to do that. I want to be there to support them. Mm -hmm. But I trust that you know, this email series, if this is what you think that we should launch against this target customer, go ahead. Don't mm-hmm. don't wait for me mm-hmm. on that. If yeah. I have some other ideas or input, I'll talk with you about it. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you think a new manager or a manager who's experienced but on a new team, how do you think a manager can go about building a foundation of trust on their team? That is really challenging, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't want to do the goofy escape rooms and the trust falls and Those the gross courses. Fun, they can be fun. fun. We want to have time <laughs> to go and do fun activities together as a team, but that's not really helping us to build. Yeah. And I've found that how we're how we're doing it with my team today, we're doing it in every one of our conversations and every one of our small moments. Yes, and that's where I think. It's so important to take advantage of our weekly marketing team meetings, every one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, t- we're trying to talk about the deeper issues or the deeper challenges on the work that we're doing mm-hmm. and build that series of collaboration and then trust as well. That's such a good point. It happens in all the small moments. It, it happens. That's why the trust falls in the breakout rooms don't in and of themselves heal some of these things because it it really is how did your face look (laughs) when there was that idea you really didn't like or like Mm -hmm. you know how do how do people read you I I remember actually on the first episode of this podcast I shared a story of how my face was misinterpreted by the room and that created a lack of trust and it was I, honestly, I was just being an introvert thinking. <laughs> but, right. but it was You're like, internalizing all of the information around I'm you. I'm just and that's thinking. That's how you do it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but it, it, was, it was misinterpreted as, I think, like a look of disapproval is what, what Darren called it. And so, yeah, like it happens in those everyday moments. It happens in how the work is getting done. It happens in how the work is being reviewed, planned, all of that. So, so how might somebody go about those small moments to actually start to foster that trust? You know, I go back to new team. We are starting fresh in a lot of our relationships. We've not been at it for very long. And it's so important to get it right from the very beginning because it's yep. harder to correct it later. Mm-hmm. Possible so, to. Possible to, but, but really difficult. So important to get off on the right foot, focus on the small moments, the Mm -hmm. one-on-one conversations, the team interactions, the collaboration, including people in meetings, right? That can tend to fall by the wayside when we're with working for a busy startup, we're trying to get things out the door and, oh, are we bringing everyone along on this 
journey that we need to bring and make a part of it, right? Yeah. And so that's another piece of trust that we have to really focus on. Make sure you're getting input. Make sure you're including people. Yeah. I think another really important one is when you sense tension, how do you guide the room through two people don't agree, two people don't Mm -hmm. see eye to eye, or you don't agree. Oh my gosh, this one's hard for me. I mean, like I think of when we were just planning OKRs as a leadership team, there were so many times where I just wanted to be like, I think it just needs to be this, but the rest of the room's not feeling that, so yes. I need to let that one go. And there was even like, one OKR that you said that I had actually written on a sticky note and put on the wall that you said, hey, this one of our OKRs should not be X, Y, Z, and it was literally what I had put on the sticky oh. note. <laughs> I just kind of laughed, but I still advocated for it. Good. Then that's because we have trust. Because I felt like it was the right thing for our leadership team to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, this belong. <laughs> and I mean, I, I still believe that, but I'm the only one who does. And so I needed to let that one go because like, you know, I can't just come in and domineer and say, I know eight people feel strongly for X, Y, Z. I think it shouldn't be that way, right? Like that's, that's a place where you undermine trust and where you mm-hmm. lose trust. And I do think that there are certain hills that a, a leader needs to die on and just mm-hmm. say like, hey guys, I have more information. I have more context. This is what we need to do. And like sometimes you have time to walk everyone through that. Sometimes you don't have that capacity. And when you actually have a foundation of trust, people will be willing to accept those times when you need to be really directive. And sometimes that's the best thing you can do for your team. But most of the time, I actually want my team critically thinking through things And I want them to be able to disagree with me. And Mm -hmm. if everyone else is aligned and I'm the one off the ship, well, then, like, I need to climb on board, you know? Um, So, so yeah, I think that's that's a (laughs) really uncomfortable part about leading people and prioritizing the trust in the room. It's not Mm -hmm. easy. It's not easy. It's not. One thing I'm interested in, um, because I struggle with this as a leader, when someone breaks your trust... So they don't deliver a project when they say they're going to deliver Mm -hmm. or it's not to the level of what you expected to Mm -hmm. happen Mm -hmm. or it fails altogether. Mm -hmm. How do you approach that as a leader? Because that is a struggle point for me. So I think that um, it takes two to tango. So you have to dig into like, hey, was it not clear? Were we not on the same page? Did you not understand what I was expecting? You know, like you, you need to get that. Be, be, be curious about if you had a part to play in this and be curious about wh- what really happened with that scenario. And sometimes it could be, hey, there wasn't a clear understanding. Sometimes it could be, hey, I just had these other priorities come up that I thought were more important. And that's mm-hmm. a great conversation to have because you can coach your person in that moment of, you know what? You did the right thing. That was definitely the right thing to prioritize. I really appreciate you doing that. That was a great call. Or that wasn't the right call. And here's why. And let me walk you through like decision-making process. Let's talk through your decision-making process. It's never just as clear as the person decided to be lazy and didn't care, <laughs> you know? And that that's what we think. That's very rare that that would happen. It, right? You're right. Very rare. It can happen. It can mm-hmm. happen that somebody doesn't care enough, mm-hmm. which then you've got, you know, you have to address Different that. Issues, right. and, and And when that's the case, like, you know, not everyone belongs to stay on the team the whole time, right? Like mm-hmm. there, there are rare cases where you actually need to 
remove people from the team. But I think most of the time it stems from there's something else that happened there and getting to understanding why mm-hmm. is really going to unlock a better conversation. And it could be like, oh, they need better time management support. In which case, I'm not the best manager for them <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because I can't really help well with that. But there are resources that can help with that. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's because of something else of like, well, I didn't understand that. I didn't actually think that was the most important. I didn't, you know, whatever. And, and it could be that they didn't trust me, right? It could be that they didn't trust mm-hmm. my call. They didn't trust that was the most important thing. Or they didn't trust the other person who said they should do it. You know, like, it could be something like that. It could be relational relational actually comes up so often when there are work related like oh you didn't do the task right oftentimes something underneath the surface is relational mm-hmm. so anyways all that's a long-winded way of saying you want to dig underneath why ways that you do that is not saying why didn't you deliver this on time because <laughs> that right. sounds aggressive and puts right. them on the defense right away mm-hmm. but you just say hey we had talked about this getting done it is not done yet can you help me understand what what's going on here? Or like, hey, we had said that it would be done this way. I saw you did it that way. Walk me through your thought process on that change. And those types of questions just begin the conversation. Right. I think that's great feedback. Again, going back to the small moments of building initial trust and then rebuilding trust. It mm-hmm. goes back to every small interaction and how that adds up over time. And the throwing, you know, what I think about all day, every day on this, is very cloverleaf of us, is often that can unlock and, and unearth what, what that person is really great at and maybe what a weakness was in that project. And it can help me build an understanding of, oh, okay, so James is really great at this part of this project, but he really failed on this part of this project, and here's why. And so maybe actually we need to, over time, you can't do this day, over like a day, but you can start to craft Jamie's role, James's, well, who, what name did I say? I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Whoever's role, right. more towards where their strengths are. Mm-hmm. And you can also, over time, I mean, for us, this has taken two, three years with some people, but over time, you can start to delegate off some of those other things that they're just never going to be good at. And that's not a right. character flaw. It's mm-hmm. just not their strength. And, and we it's all want to work to our strengths. All right, Joanna, anything else you want to say on trust? Building trust, why it matters, how to do it. I, I you know. I've talked about it a couple times. Every small moment, every interaction, every conversation, think about yeah. it, be mindful, look at ways that you can build the other person. I love the coaching tips that help me be mindful of that going into those conversations and understanding where the other person's coming from and how I can best nurture them Mm -hmm. and help build them up. Yep, exactly. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to us talk about trust. And Joanna, thank you for your input. It is a hard topic, but it is the baseline of building a thriving culture. So super important. Glad we got to talk about it today. Thank you. That's all we've got for you this time. Thank you for tuning in to People Are Complicated. I'm your host, Kirsten Moorfield. If you are enjoying this podcast, please tell your friends, leave us a review, help more people find it because we believe that we're all human and we all can grow from a better understanding of ourselves and each other at work. So if it's helpful to you, please help other people find the podcast. 
Tune in next time as we dig more into the tensions we all experience at work and how those moments can guide us to actually having better relationships at work and doing more impactful work that we're actually proud of. We believe that every team can love working together, including your team. So go to cloverleaf.me to sign up for a free trial where you can have unlimited teammates, take free personality assessments, and see how those assessments turn into daily coaching nudges in your inbox to transform the way you work. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.